All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast. My name is Dr. Priyanka Wally, and I'm a medical doctor as well as a stand-up comedian. Good Lord help us. Priyanka, (laughs) would you like a spot of tea? It also looks like it might rain. Better get your bumper suit ready. But Sean, what on earth are you talking about? I'm trying to add some British culture in honour of our guest today. Absolutely. We would love to honour our guest with that sweet British culture, but maybe we should leave that to her. That's probably better. I guess you're right. Let's get to it. <laughs> it's safe to say that I'm not America's first hypochondriac, but I am America's first hypochondriactor. Hi, good afternoon. It's Sean Good Hayes. afternoon, Sean. Uh, good afternoon. Do you have a spot of tea? <laughs> Do you know who our guest is today? Yes, it's Jane Leaves. Oh, I oh, see what you're doing. Oh, my goodness. I'm sure she loves that. I can't wait. I know. It must be <laughs> the worst. I love Jane Leaves. Jane Leaves is one of my all-time favorites. We produced a show called Hot in Cleveland, and she mm-hmm. was on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know she is currently playing the role of an orthopedic surgeon on yes. the show called The Resident, which Isn't that so cool? I have lived. <laughs> Wait, do you watch the show? No, I can't watch medical shows. I get it. You know what? I used to say I can't run home and watch other sitcoms because I'm mm-hmm. on it. I make Yeah, them. you live it. And the same, I can't imagine you ran home and back in the day and watched ER. Like I can't no, wait to watch no, no, what no. I just left. No, not at all, because I'll scrutinize it and be like, well, that's wrong, or, you know, oh, that doesn't make any sense, or there's no way that would have happened. I used to watch House before I went to med school. Oh, yeah. Because I thought it was really an interesting show. I'm forgetting how young you are. (laughs) The moment I started to go to med school, I I couldn't watch House anymore. I was yeah. like, well, everyone has lupus. What's the deal with this? You know, it's just like, come on. Episode after episode. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. I've never seen it, but I hear it's really good. Oh my gosh. Every house episode, they someone comes in with this weird disease. They can't figure it out. And they talk about what it could be. And one person's always like, it could be lupus. Yeah. It could be lupus. Uh-huh. What about lupus? Have we uh-huh. screened for lupus? <laughs> well, you know, I think when a show, any show, sitcom, a drama, whatever it is, once back in the day when you do like 100 episodes, 200 episodes, whatever, you're bound to repeat things. I used to say when Will and Grace, when I would get a script, I'd be like, oh, so me and Karen get in a fight and then we make up at the end again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so, totally. But it's fun. Like the the, yeah. the journey to the similar ending is always different. Totally. But the ending is always better. Yeah. So it always kind of works. Gosh, there's so much. Because when you're in doing some, I mean, it's almost like for you, Will and Grace was your residency. Because yeah. how many years? Thank many you. Years? Thank you. (laughs) It was just as difficult. No, please. No, but how many years did you do Will and Grace again? Well, we did eight the first run from 1998 to 2006. Then we took 11-year break because who doesn't need that long of a break? Uh And then we did three years after that. So eight, nine, so 11 years total. Okay, so eight years, that's like basically a neurosurgery residency. That's what I'm saying. An 11-year break, and then you did a three-year program in internal medicine. That's right. I always (laughs) used to compare it to those things, always. (laughs) Wait, I want to ask you something. And by the way, I don't want to put you on the spot. Just a few weeks ago, 
um, there came a report about aspirin. Did you see, remember this thing about aspirin that came out about like all of a sudden now it's bad for you again. It's kind of really? like, yeah, it's kind of like eggs. It's like the eggs, right. Of, uh, right. Where eggs are bad. No, they're good. No, they're bad. Then they're good. This is the thing about research, Sean. You have to follow the money. You have to see right. who's writing the paper and what their financial interests are. Right. right? And that's what I think about every single time some report comes out. I was like, okay, who concocted this story? Yes whether it's good or bad, right? It doesn't matter whether it's good or bad, but you got to know the, the context, right? Money talks, right? Right, right, right. The Sugar Research Foundation back in the 1960s paid Harvard scientists to create and fudge data to show that sugar wasn't bad for you. It was actually fat. And it was fat that led to heart disease, not sugar. So so wow. you can pay people to do a lot. And so you you really have to follow the money. Like who's funding the studies? You know what question I always try to get out of you? And we ne- I never get an answer. What? Is what's what? your favorite movie? Because we I was talking about I like the holidays and Thanksgiving. And yeah. I have tons of favorite movies. I always want to get to like what you watch the most because uh, mine is Amadeus since I was really? six, 14, 15 years old. Yeah, because I, I'm a pianist. Mm-hmm, I got to mm-hmm. say that really carefully. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, you know, studied piano since I was five. I studied mm-hmm. for about, I don't know, 15 years or 20 I years. I love that. And then I, my piano teacher when I was 14 or 15 years old and her husband, who was a conductor in the Chicagoland area, his name's Harold mm-hmm. Bauer. He's he's mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. They both were Sally love Bauer. And Harold. Mm-hmm. They took me to Amadeus because Ugh. it was for my birthday. And my piano teacher's husband, Harold, he was a conductor in the Chicago Lander. He'd conducted operas and symphonies and stuff mm-hmm. like with the DuPage Symphony Orchestra. And it was mm-hmm. at College of DuPage. And I would go to the College of DuPage and I would sit in the orchestra pit next to him during rehearsals with this full orchestra and mm-hmm. take notes for him. So he Oof. would be conducting and he would scream out to me and be like, page 53, the violins are too loud, blah, blah, blah. And I'd write them wow. down, right? So he could keep going. And then at the end, I would compile all my notes and we'd have a discussion about it. And that was when I was like 12, 13, 14 years wow, old. So I started amazing. memorizing all of these operas. And then I was wow. in some of them. And so when I saw uh, Amadeus, I knew every word to the marriage of Figaro. Oh, wow. And so when they started playing it, I was like, oh my God, this is like going to a rock concert and knowing all the songs, right? Yeah, yeah, Because totally. that's what Mozart, Mozart, Mozart was just Harry Styles. It was just mm. a different time period. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> People don't understand that, right? So he, he was exactly a pop star, but it, yeah. back then. Yeah. But anyway, how did I get so that's why Amadeus is my favorite I love movie. that. So you're talking about a movie that really goes deep in your yeah, psyche. And- yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I would probably say the the movie that comes to my consciousness when I think about it is actually um, Darjeeling Limited, and I'll what? explain to oh, you why. Oh, really? Yes, yes. That's so interesting. Because it's a story about three brothers who are just trying to understand their father who wasn't there and Mm -hmm. their mother who sort of just leaves them. Mm -hmm. But it happens in the context of India. And I can't tell you how many times growing up here in the United States, you know, I was born here in the United States, but when I was very young, I was one years old, I got sent back to India because there were a lot of issues happening here. Yeah, I remember um, you saying that to me. Yeah, and so uh, then I, I came back to the US and then at two, I went back to India. And so there was a lot of early migration for me. So growing up here, I was always trying to understand, like, am I Indian? Am I American? Like, who right. am I? And in the context of having immigrant parents and all the issues that can arise, 
there was a lot of being lost. And so there's something about the way that movie is made. These brothers, they're understanding each other and they're learning about their family. And yet it's all in India, even though they're yeah. not Indian. I don't know. It There's something about when I watch that movie, It's it feels very validating. It goes deep. It goes really deep. Yeah. In fact, I just got chills just sharing that. Yeah. I it's, love uh, that. There's something just very poignant about that film. Yeah. Not a lot of people. Well, by the way, no other human has your experience. Yeah, definitely. So that movie definitely. touched you in a way that, that uh, nobody else can relate to except you. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of people from foreign lands, Jane Leaves. I'm so excited. I know. <laughs> by the way, I could listen to her talk all day. Precisely. <laughs> Before we get to Jane, let's listen to oh, a right. couple listener messages. Uh, the first one is from somebody named Trish. Let's take a listen. Hi, my name is Trish. So I had two appendectomies. So the first one was a regular procedure, but then apparently I had scump appendicitis. Whoa. So I had to have a Should second what? appendectomy. It was quite an adventure. Thanks. Bye. Oh, wait, what? That's it? Yeah. Trish, where did you go? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. She had stump appendicitis. I what think is that's it? what it's called. So round one, they take your appendix out, but sometimes if they don't cut it all out there's yeah. a little stump remaining uh -huh. Uh -huh. and that can get inflamed and then you get it's actually called stumpitis so that's not just when you don't know the answer to a question right no it's <laughs> no it's yeah it's, wait, it can happen wait it can we've totally never happen. we've never had a call so short <laughs> wait first of all i've always wanted to ask this and i can't believe i haven't asked you this what? my my co-host and friend yeah uh, appendicitis, your appendix. Mm -hmm. After all these thousands and thousands of years we've been on this planet, I know. we still don't know what the hell that gosh darn thing does. Isn't that funny? Then if you don't clip the whole thing, there's a little stump. And then yeah. what? You have the same you have the same kind of reaction. So you have to go back in. And you're like, what's yeah. happening to me all over again? Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, God, totally. poor Trish. It, you, I've read about it. And yeah, you totally can have stump appendicitis. We love these stories. Please keep calling in and leaving messages. Yeah, we love it. It's super fun. So now let's get to our guest. Hypochondriactor is supported by Helix. Sean, I recently received my Helix mattress. And? I'm obsessed with it. Of course you are. It was, first of all, so fun and easy to unbox it. I yeah. love that. And mm -hmm. then it's just been amazing how well I've just been sleeping on that. You know, the delivery and setting up was super fast and easy. And it's really soft and I sleep amazing on it. It's so comfy. You can choose from soft, medium, and firm mattresses. Mattress is great for cooling you down if you tend to sleep That's hot. That's me. Spinal alignment to prevent those morning aches and pains. Yeah, and who doesn't want spinal alignment? Helix is awesome, but you don't need to take my word for it. Helix was awarded the number one best overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. Just go to helixsleep.com slash hypo, take their two-minute sleep quiz, and they'll match you to a customized mattress that will give you the best sleep ever. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out for 100 nights risk-free. They'll even pick it up for you if you don't love it, but you will love it. Helix even has financing options and flexible payment plans, so a great night's sleep is never far away. Helix is offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash hypo. We are supported by Mac Weldon. 
Guys, you're busy, right? So stop thinking about what to wear and just embrace the radically efficient Mack Weldon Daily Wear System. The Daily Wear System is a selection of clothes rooted in smart design, made with performance fabrics, and built to work together. From breathable t-shirts and polos to stylish button-ups and shorts, underwear, and beyond. I love my Mack Weldon stuff. It's super comfortable. I love the dry knit t-shirt polo. The Tech Cashmere Crew Neck sweater makes me look real smart. I need all the help I can get. Now, I've been busy, just like you guys, Believe it or not, just having Mac Weldon in my closet gives me time to focus on other things that matter because of all the time I'm saving by choosing and wearing Mac Weldon products. You just stick them in there and you don't have to think about it. Everything matches. Everything looks great. For weekend travels, both near and far, their silver knit polo and radius shorts are the perfect high-tech, highly packable combo. Buy some time with the Mac Weldon daily wear system. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com slash hypo and enter promo code hypo. That's MacWeldon.com slash hypo promo code hypo for 20% off Mac Weldon radically efficient wardrobing we are supported by Noom Mood learning to manage daily stress and anxious thoughts is something we all want but many of us don't know where to even begin Noom Mood is here to guide you to mental wellness and give you the tools you need to tackle stress so you'll feel empowered to take on whatever life throws at you. With Noom Mood, you'll take the journey to mental wellness one step at a time. Their guided approach teaches you the power of shifting your mindset in just a few minutes a day. With a team of dedicated coaches, you'll have a support system helping you on your journey. You are stronger than your stress, folks. It doesn't get to control you. Equip yourself with the knowledge and skills to steer yourself to happiness. You can navigate the program at your own pace, and you'll also have the support of a coach along the way. It's great. As experts in behavior change, Noom has helped millions of people through their weight loss program, so you know they can help you tackle stress, too. With Noom Mood, taking care of your mental wellness is empowering. They'll help you better understand your personal relationship with stress and anxious thoughts so you can take control, develop coping mechanisms that actually work. All you need is 10 minutes a day, and it's an app, so it's there for you anytime, anywhere. Worry less and feel happier. Sign up for your trial at noom.com slash actor. That's N-O-O-M dot com slash A-C-T-O-R to start your trial today. You know our guest today from so many television roles on shows like Murphy Brown, Frasier, Hot in Cleveland, and now she's playing a doctor on Fox's The Resident. How appropriate. Please welcome my friend, <laughs> Jane Leaves. Jane. Jane, welcome. Hi. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here. How are you, darling? I'm good, honey. You look fantastic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As you, as you. <laughs> um, Dr. Priyanka you Wally, too. Jane Leaves, Jane, Dr. So Priyanka nice Wally. to meet you. It's lovely to meet you, Dr. Priyanka. How are you today? Where are you? I'm in Atlanta. Oh, oh. Yes. are you working? Yes, yes. We're in the. I, I, I was shooting late last night. I'm not shooting today. Oh wait, so. that's where you shoot the show. Yes. God, oh, everything. Wow. Yes. Everything yeah. films down there. It does. Yeah. Have you run into my friend Jason Bateman filming Ozark down there? No, I haven't. But um, right. I share a hairdresser with Laura Linney. So, oh, fantastic! Uh, yes. Mm. <laughs> fantastic. And they just—they just finished. Um, oh yeah, right. They just wrapped last Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Wait. So uh, some people know, some people don't know, some people care, some people don't care. You and I worked <laughs> together on a show called Hot in Cleveland. You were we so fantastic. Did. 
And oh. uh, what a what a wonderful experience. I can speak for myself. I know I wasn't in front of your face all the time. I was more behind oh. the scenes. But what a fun experience for me. I hope it was for you. Uh, I would love to do it again. Yeah, it was a sensational, magical experience to work with those three women and you, of course, and yeah, well, well. And, and Todd and Suzanne. It was amazing. And I mean, to get to work with Betty White. Betty? Um, Betty is a life Frick lesson for everyone, I think. In what way? I think... Oh, she's she's magical. You know, there is something about her that's so positive. She comes into the room with so much joy and positivity always. Mm -hmm. She mm -hmm. ne she never feel you never feel like a sour moment from Betty. Right. And, I, and she has such um, love and respect for every living thing, from mm -hmm. plants to animals. She sort of embraces the earth. I think. Can I say something? I f and I swear to the Lord Jesus Christ, I am not <laughs> just saying this because you're here. I feel the exact same way about you everything you just described <laughs> because betty white that's why she's worked for literally a hundred years yes yeah literally and that's why you have been and will work for a hundred years well you're very sweet i it's doubt true. my family I'm, I'm sure my kids would not agree with that <laughs> <laughs> no no wait a minute it's so true though you emulate just joy and happiness uh, every time you walk in a room everybody loves you everybody oh. i know that's it's true it's true anyway blah 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 blah, blah. blah, blah, blah so blah, blah. now tell me about going to this medical show. Yeah, what's it like playing a doctor on, on, on TV? Have you ever done an hour before, an hour drama? <laughs> no, no, this is my first hour drama. I mean, I've guest starred on hour dramas, but never sort of delved into the world like this deeply. Um, mm. It's fantastic. I mean, I'm learning so much. I bet. Yeah, yeah our show really um, sort of pulls back the curtain on, you know, the behind the scenes um, mm -hmm. drama at a hospital. It, it, it sort of, we take stories from real life. We talk about, um, you know, medical devices and how they're not regulated the same way that drugs are. And sure. I mean, it's yeah. shocking. And, but it just always makes me think, I'm so glad I'm doing this show. I can get a second wow. opinion, you know, yeah. right. 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 every time I need one. Has it sort of changed your view of medicine, the medical system, and yeah. just the way you think about things? Yeah, I mean, you guys are heroes. Uh, you, for sure. You, for you sure. really are. I mean, you deal with life and death every day. Um, it's it's quite extraordinary to me. You're that still talking about Priyanka. You're not talking about me, right? Uh, you as well, darling. Of course, of course. Well, you deal with life and death every day. I'm in a sure. different way. In very different ways, yeah. But you ho literally hold someone's life in, in your hands when they're mm. on the operating table. And so many things can go wrong and... And, and don't, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and you play an orthopedic surgeon, correct? Yes, I yes. do. So yeah. you're dealing with a lot of like bones, heavy bit, like tons of blood. Oh, blood, what? bones, sores, power drills, you know, the whole thing. It's Yes, I've done knee replacements, hip replacements, um, <laughs> all, all sorts of things like that. I'm fascinated just as an, from actor to actor, the process it just must be so different in your brain, right? Like the not only like just the simple topic of of memorizing terminology and oh god, and that's lines, the worst. But I'm I can't imagine what that's like. You have to embed it in your brain all of those words. Whereas, mm -hmm. sure, it's a lot of work doing a multicam situation comedy, mm -hmm. but there's. I don't know, the rapid fire of the rhythm and the mm -hmm. beats of comedy is so different than a drama. Yeah. yeah. The best thing, though, is when you are actually in the operating room, mm -hmm. you do have a mask on. 
And yeah. so, <laughs> so most of the time we get so many things wrong and they're like, we can loop that, we can loop that in, you know. Wow. wow. So you can see it. so interesting. Yeah. I love the, um, the technical side of it, like, because they actually have me putting in screws and yeah. in, and things like While that. While you're talking. Yeah, but I love that. I love you it. Do. It's very challenging. It's kind of like a math problem. Mm-hmm. Is there usually a medical expert around being like, oh, yeah. no, that's not how you drill it or no, you yeah. want to go in that angle? Yeah, yeah we totally. usually have a couple of medical experts and actually some of our writers are former doctors mm-hmm. um, who changed professions. So. Oh, wow. Right. It's called yeah. getting burnt out. <laughs> I'm sure. I can <laughs> it's imagine. It's called having a nervous breakdown. <laughs> I'm sh- Yeah, I can see that. No, but now I am the CEO of the hospital. Oh, oh, hospital really? administrator. Wow. Yes. Oh, yes. no. Oh, wait, okay, I know what so, say. so you're not operating then anymore. You're I doing am. I'm doing both. You're still operating. Yeah, I'm okay. still operating. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's super great. cool. Okay. Yeah. Do you, but you, the show started, I think, in 2018, right? <laughs> Uh, 2017, I came in in 2018. Yeah. 2018. Mm-hmm. And so, I, what did you about the pandemic? Just everything shut down? We were shooting, I think, yeah. And we had two more episodes to do for the season. And then they pulled the plug. Mm. Wow. And then, literally. Yeah, literally. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then last season, we went back with all these protocols in place, mm-hmm. you know, um, testing every day. And um, we everybody wears a mask and sh- face shields. The actors rehearse in masks. You have to take them off when right. only when you're shooting. Like, that's so meta, though, to have all these COVID protocols at a that's hospital, but yeah. it's all fake. Like, it's that's really meta. Yeah. yeah. What a mind mind buzz. Interesting. So if you were placed in an actual an OR, do you think you could kind of hold your own, maybe like scrub tech level? Hell no. <laughs> no. I mean, I know to hold my hands up, you know, sure. above the field. You have to hold yeah, your hands okay, up above okay. the field of surgery. Right. I know what some of the instruments are, rangers and things, you know, I know that sort of thing. <laughs> they actually gave me a thing to practice stitching. Um, oh, okay. So I can do a stitch or two, you know. But I uh, love that. Yeah. That's so great. Is it true? I, I did not know this until we did some little research that you were, did you study ballet? Yes, yes. And, wow. and, and I didn't know that. Yeah. And I, for how long? Oh, for, I mean, I started, I think I was 10 years old when I started. And then mm. I got into a big ballet school when I was like 13, I think. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and then, you know, it sort of became a big career thing for me, but had an ankle injury and it would have meant that I could have still danced, but I would never have been the prima ballerina. And that wasn't going to sit very well with me. You know? <laughs> the did, queen. I did not want to be a signet. I wanted to be the swan queen, yes. <laughs> That's so interesting. That must have been so so kind of life-changing for you. I mean, you to, to have your trajectory change like that. I, I think in some ways it was... Um, because I'd always had in the back of my mind that I wanted to act, you know, and I thought, oh, well, I'll do the ballet because that's a very short career. You cannot, your body can't sustain that for too long. I was just going to say that the ankle thing was probably a blessing because you had to stop at some point. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Um, you know, that is a, you, you know, if you're lucky into your late 30s, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, so I always thought that acting would be something. So I was, you know, I was very gung-ho. I was like, oh, well, then I'll just be an actor. Mm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I love like, that. You idiot. How did, <laughs> how, how did your ankle break? 
Oh, it, it wasn't broken. I tore some ligaments. Okay. Uh, you know, and it was weakened from that. And then I had knee stuff and all then kinds Then what's the of problem? Things. Get up and dance. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But it's so funny. I used to do stand-up. I was a horrible horrible stand-up comedian. Oh, I can't the, imagine No, that. no, I was. At, at the comedy store when I first moved to Los Angeles. And my opening joke was this. It's so bad. I said, so they say uh, doing ballet is one of the most difficult things you can do. So I say, don't do it. <laughs> that was it. And by the way, silence from the audience. Right, right. Uh, it's going to be silent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, bl- well, bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, no, A for effort. For yes. sure. Oh. That's a joke that transcends laughter. Is, is that goes... kind of like a, a dad joke? Is that what Absol- they call it? Uh, yeah. Well, dad absolutely. jokes have at least some kind of humor. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> anyways, moving on. But let's moving get on. into it. I want to get to the yeah. medical stuff. So, okay. so Janie, so, yeah. tell me. Tell me yeah. about tell me about Jane Leaves starring I think it was on Broadway and something or or maybe yes. it was just not Broadway and and somebody no, it, sprayed it, perfume or something No it was Broadway and I'm okay. very okay. you know I, I suffer from terrible allergies and if someone has a strong perfume on or something you know uh-huh. I, I, <clears throat> I just start getting that tickle in the back of my throat um, Wow so And was, what about like like just scents like flowers and other things Oh everything yes everything wow. Uh, uh, Literally yeah. everything. Wow. Everything, dust, oh. t- tree pollens, everything. You know, oh, constantly. Wow. But so I was doing this production of cabaret, and I was on stage with um, Cliff, and we were about to go. It's the scene where Sally and Cliff. She's trying to worm her way into his life and share his apartment, and she bursts in, and she's full of verve, you know. And um, they're, then they're, they go into a song, and she's making a prairie oyster, which is for a hangover, and that is raw egg and Worcestershire sauce. Mm-hmm. Oh and that's how you tell a real Sally if she's English, because she can say Worcestershire sauce. But, yes, um, seriously. <laughs> right, right, right. But, you, you know, so I'd make this prairie oyster, and then we had this cup with a fake lip in it, only you're supposed to down it in one go, and the audience would always go, oh, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really drinking it. Well, one night, some woman in the front had this perfume on that oh, you could just, it was like making my eyes water. Wow. I started talking like this. I, I, it and was just fear, like, And fear running over your body. Oh, fear. And I could see the other actor, Cliff, looking at me with fear in his eyes, and people mm-hmm. started to appear in the wings, you know, sort of mm-hmm. like, what is happening? And, wow. I, and a song was coming up. We, we had to sing Perfectly Marvelous. So I thought, oh, God, what am I going to do? So I looked. I just made the prairie oyster. I looked at it and I thought, well, what can happen? So I downed it. Oh, my God. I downed it, the raw yeah. air, the whole thing. Wow. And it worked. I'm not it sure. Wow. I'm not sure if it was the coating of the egg or the you know the spice in the Worcestershire sauce, but it, right. it cleared me up. And um, God, but and then I ran off stage and I said to the prop guy, "That was a fresh egg, right? That was a fresh egg, right? <laughs> right. Seriously, oh my God, Salmonella wow. cabaret. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so did you know it? You knew it was the perfume. Oh yeah, because you could smell it the minute you came on stage. Here's the question, though: How did that person's that woman's husband, date, whatever, not say, hey, honey, maybe you put it on a little heavy tonight. Uh, <laughs> really? I if- mean, <laughs> they obviously, really? yeah, were yeah. into it. Um, so let me let me understand this better. Does your mm. throat close when you are exposed to noxious smells? Uh, no, it's, it's sort of like uh, just 
it, it gets really tight and you know sort of inflamed. Yes, mm-hmm. it happened last night um, behind the scene. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, we were walking out and. And I started talking like this. And My every, goodness. But everybody just starts laughing. But yeah. <laughs> And so what works for you now? I mean, do you just carry raw eggs with you everywhere you go? Absolutely. Or what? Okay. Yeah. No, it. no. I mean, I, it usually passes. You know, I'll just drink some water or something. Um, uh-huh. So I was horribly allergic to dust dust and dust mites, right, mm-hmm. for years sure. and years. I didn't know it. Uh-huh. And then I went to this doctor in town here in Los Angeles, and he was like, you know, I recommend getting a shot every week. Right. And I did it every week for about five years. Uh-huh. And it worked. Yeah. And now you're no longer allergic to dust mites. No. Really? That's great. Yeah. That's probably something I should do. Yeah. Think about it because yeah. it's a commitment and, you know, you can't kind of miss a week. No. But I was mm-hmm. so I was so unbelievably allergic mm-hmm. that I was like, you know, I'm just going to do it. Just and do I it. haven't had an issue. Wow. Have you have, has anyone ever talked to you about doing specific allergy testings testing to identify? I did the the back, you know, where the they skin. put all uh-huh. the things on your back, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it all lots, a lot of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, you know the weirdest thing happened at the weekend. I had I just gotten over a sinus infection. Mhm. But I was doing yoga. My daughter mm-hmm. teaches me yoga and um, she has a little dog and he runs off. And I, I'm very diligent because I want her to be proud of me. So she stuck me in downward dog for the longest time. So you're like <laughs> upside down, you know, and the sinus pressure is getting to me. And I'm like, I think I should probably, darling, darling, are you anywhere near me? <laughs> you know, and eventually she came back and I came out of downward dog. The next day I felt so bad. The, you know, mm. the sinuses and my head was thumping. So I went mm. to bed. I woke up on Sunday morning with two black eyes. What? Yeah. What do you mean? From all the blood that well, went? Well, I'm sure it was like, well, you know, I called my doctor and I think it was the pressure in my head from the sinus infection wow. and being upside down for so long in my downward dog. I mean, wow. how long were you upside down for? Like Re- six hours? Or, no. yeah, like, oh my goodness. It was really... Weird things like that happen to me, you know. That's so interesting. Wow. Yeah. What is that, Priyanka? No, I don't know no, what like, kind it, of yoga see? that is. That's black eye yoga. Oh, no. black, <laughs> like, is it like a circulatory thing? Yeah, I wonder if um, the the vein the veins the venous return in that area is so sensitive that for mm. some reason staying in that position for so long caused the veins to sort of rupture or, or the blood vessels to kind of rupture a little bit. I mean, yeah. that's essentially what a bruise is. But I, I can't imagine. I mean, the last. <laughs> Last time I was in downward facing dog, you know, it wasn't, there was no pressure to the eye, but I can only imagine you must have been in that position and creating all this pressure, <laughs> blood flow to the sinus. Yeah. I've never heard yeah. of that, but I mean, yeah. you look great now. I don't see well, anything. It, it, it did go away. It did go yeah. away. Yeah. The last time I was in downward dog, I, for that long, I got pregnant. It was so <laughs> yeah, crazy. Yeah, it was like last night. So weird. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Disco. Disco is a clean skincare brand based in Austin, Texas. Yeah, I love Austin, but also it's the fact that people think skincare is exclusively for women. I think they're completely wrong, right? That's exactly right. So I've been using Disco Starter Set for weeks, and I actually noticed my skin is no longer oily, and it feels smooth and hydrated. And get this. 
If you think it looks like I'm glowing. You are glowing. I'm looking at you you right now. You're glowing. All Disco products are created specifically for male skin issues like under eye bags, like I have, dark circles, acne, razor burn, oily skin, dry skin, and wrinkles, all of which I have. Disco products are easy to use, effective, and affordable. They take the guesswork out of taking care of your own skin. The starter set is an incredibly simple and convenient way to upgrade the appearance of your skin in three simple steps for just 60 seconds a day. The face cleanser stick fights acne and oily skin. The exfoliating face scrub prevents razor burn and ingrown hairs. Don't you hate those? The hydrating face moisturizer hydrates your skin and prevents wrinkles. If you want to check out Disco and try their incredible skincare products for yourself, we have a special offer for the hypochondriactor audience go to letsdisco.com slash hypo or enter hypo at checkout for 30 percent off your first order that's letsdisco.com slash hypo for 30 percent off your first order thank you disco we are sponsored by the mitt the mitt is the first luxury alcohol wipe a new way for our new normal right COVID's not going anywhere people no, we gotta no. keep things clean mm-hmm. i really like the mitt because i can clean whatever i have to without actually touching the germs the mitt it stays on your hand while moving around every nook and cranny so i take it with me on the airplane you know anywhere keep it in the car keep it in your pants keep it in your purse keep it anywhere on you yeah everyone should have at least one pack in their bag and one in their glove compartment at all times. Just leave it in there. Listen to this. When you're done, you just peel it off and toss it so you don't touch the germs. You don't need additional hand sanitizer after you're done. And your hands stay really soft because there's 5% aloe and they use real eucalyptus oil. So there's no disgusting artificial scent. You should see the look on these germs' faces when they see the mitt coming. They're freaked out. These would make phenomenal family Christmas gifts or corporate gift baskets. We have a special code for our listeners with a super deal. Just go to supermet.com and use the code HYPO for 25% off. They're even going to give you the discount if you spell it the wrong way. That's supermet.com code HYPO. So you also had a very interesting um, situation occur where you were misdiagnosed as getting a pulmonary embolism, but it yeah. actually yeah, wasn't. What's so that about? What can yeah. you share? What happened? Well, I, I, you know, I was it was years ago. I was thirty four and doing Fraser, um, and I, I was sort of feeling chest pains, but you know, I ignored them because I'm English and we don't want to make a fuss. Um, <laughs> sure. So for a couple of weeks, you know, and then one day wow. I was in our green room. We had a green room at Fraser, which was fantastic actors in there. And we'd all just be laughing all the time and guest mm-hmm. actors. And I just came in and flumped down in a chair and my mm-hmm. chest just tightened up and mm-hmm. searing pain in my chest. And everybody was looking at me and they said I went completely white, you know, like the blood just drained out of me. So paramedics were called, the green room was cleared, except for one guest actor who sat there watching me and the paramedics on the phone with his agent. <laughs> oh, my about God. Some <laughs> oh, my God. Of course. <laughs> and, yeah, until a, until, until a pr- producer came in and said, get out. So yeah. I just, no, I, I got up, no. Um, <laughs> <but> <laughs> you just got up and left. So they ferried me off to the closest hospital, which was Hollywood Presbyterian Hospital. Mm -hmm. So they got me there and they put me through scanners and goodness knows what. And then the guy came and said, you have a pulmonary embolism and we want to take you upstairs and start giving you blood thinners. And I was like, Uh oh, well, that 
doesn't sound very good, does it? Let's, uh, you know, can I just call my doctor? Because I thought, mm -hmm. I do not want to spend another minute in this place. So I called mm -hmm. my doctor and he said, you do not have a pulmonary embolism. Get yourself out of there right now and meet wow. me at Cedars, he said. But I'm going to have to admit you because if you do and I'm wrong, then your parents will sue me. Right. Well, of course, I didn't. You know, mm. I, I stayed there and they did all these. The first thing they did was a blood gas, I guess. Mm, yeah, mm -hmm. right. But then he said, said it wasn't a pulmonary embolism. It was something he said that often gets misdiagnosed as a heart attack in the elderly. Um, something to do with ligaments in the sternum. Oh, costochondritis? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, well, uh, is it? Yeah. Sounds, yeah. Sounds fancy. There's basically tissue and ligaments and tendons kind of in the center part mm -hmm. of your chest that can be very painful. Question, if you can go back and remember mm. the pain, was the pain, could you sort of reproduce the pain if you pressed your hands on your chest? Oh gosh. Does I that can't. make sense? Like yeah. if you if you pressed your hands on the chest, did it cause the pain to get worse? I can't remember, honestly. Mm -hmm. Okay. I honestly can't remember. That would be classic costochondritis. Yeah. So essentially you were told it was sort of like a musculoskeletal issue as opposed yeah. to an actual heart cardiac issue. Yeah, but what would have happened if it, they'd have taken me upstairs and given me blood thinners? <laughs> yeah, I mean your blood would have been very thin, but there's risks of doing that, right? Yeah. You can get risks of bleeding, you know, mm -hmm. in various parts of your body head other other parts oh, so i mean it's so it's nothing risky. too serious yeah <laughs> yeah the technology is way better i don't know what how long ago this was but diagnosing pe they're they're a little bit better but yeah that's a wild story so i'm just curious so this chest pain when it first started any idea what i mean were you lifting heavy objects or was there a lot of physical exertion or here's what i think happened i had my thyroid removed like about two months before really? and you know you know how you sort of like I, I was so scared to like lift my head. So when I lifted things, I'd mm. do it sort of like this. And mm -hmm. um, my nephew at the time, he always wanted me to pick him up. And but mm -hmm. I do it with like this. You would like protect. You would protect. Yeah. You. yeah. Overcome, yeah. You know how you do and when you have an strain. injury strain. Yeah. So it was that probably could totally that. have caused it. Yeah. Yeah. And so you had your thyroid removed. Yes. Why, oh. why was that? I sound like a mess, don't I? Oh, no, no, no. Jane. Sean's here. Don't worry. Uh, no, there's no bigger mess than You're not a mess. mess. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, I had a tumor on it. It was benign, but, you know. A benign thyroid tumor. Yeah. Wow. So, wow. Was it diagnosed uh, because it was felt or was there a blood yeah. test or what, it was, what's the it was story felt. about it? It was okay. felt. Um, and what and were the symptoms that caused you to go check it out? I, I, there were no symptoms. I was having a physical. And oh, wow. Also, oh, okay. And also my mother, I mean, it, how she saw it, I don't know, but because it was a pee, you know. And I turned oh, wow. my head one day and she was like, oh, what's that on your neck? You know. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And I was like, that's nothing on my neck. Are you now wow. that sensitive as your mom was to your kids? Are you like, oh my God, what's that? Oh my God, do you notice things on your kids before they do? No. Oh, excellent. <laughs> no, I think it's because I'm an older mother and my eyes aren't so good. <laughs> but also, but also my, my, my daughter is very good at self-diagnosis, so I don't okay. have to worry about that. Um, I need to go back to I can ask, remind me what a pulmonary what? 
pulmonary embolism is. So pulmonary embolism is a clot that is in the lungs. Usually it arises from some of the deep veins in the leg. It's one of those clots we talked about this, that it can start from the leg and it can move all the way up into the lung. And it's life-threatening because uh, you can can die. It mimics a heart attack? Yeah, it can present as chest pain. Your heart's beating really fast. You can't breathe. Your oxygen levels are down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Anxiety is another one. Yeah. And so, Jane, it wasn't that. It was no. what? It was what? It, well, what was it? It Priyanka? looks like it was costochondritis, that. which is basically inflammation of the sternum area. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, which it checks out. Your story checks out because if you were kind of positioning your body in sort of a constricted way mm-hmm. and really tensing up the muscles in your body after this thyroid surgery, it's definitely a setup for costochondritis. Yeah. So totally. Now back to the thyroid surgery. Did they take out the whole thyroid or just half of one? Or um, um, they took out. Uh, they left me a quarter. He said, you have a little bit. Okay. He said, just in case I get stranded on a desert island one day. Oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) So do you take thyroid supplement? Yes. Yes, Synthroid. Yeah. 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 I do too. Oh, you do? Yeah. What the hell's wrong with you? I don't know. Just pick a number. (laughs) Everything's wrong. But wait, no. Uh, Interesting. I just started taking it this year because I got a routine physical blood test, whatever. Mm -hmm. And my doctor's like, oh, your thyroid's low. I'm like, it is? So Mm. I've never had to take a pill for anything. And Mm -hmm. so now I have to take one every single morning. Yeah. Yeah. Lowish dose. The thing about thyroid medication is that you have to take it on an empty stomach in the morning mm-hmm. with only a glass of water. Otherwise, it won't be properly absorbed. And you can't yeah. take it with other supplements or anything like no glass of milk or anything like that. No. So, yeah. Yeah, I take it with like eight ounces every single morning. Every yeah. single morning, yeah. I down yeah. eight ounces of water with it. Oh, I chug yeah. it down with a glass of vodka. <laughs> I, I, gotta, I gotta try eight ounces of vodka <laughs> that's hilarious. wow so you've really been through a lot of very kind of scary medical situations well, you know from not compared to most people i think mm. I've, mm. and i've had two c-sections because i had mm-hmm. giant wow. giant babies okay wow. <laughs> big old 10 pounders yeah <laughs> i love the resilience so much uh, resilience should we play the game show? yeah let's go to the game Jane, there's a game here. It's called Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. You're each going to get three questions each. If you don't know it, don't worry. I'll give you some points for creativity. Okay. Okay. All right. Sean's going to go up first. Sean, in the word myocardial, what does myo mean in myocardial? Well, it means mayonnaise here, but myocardial. (laughs) Myo, well, cardial's the heart, but myocardial. Myo. I have no idea. Myo, myo, my, it means muscle. Muscle. Well, that's redundant. So myocardial is the cardiac muscle tissue. Yeah, but yeah. that's redundant because cardio. Okay, keep Well, going. look, no one ever said medicine was like had it figured out All in right, terms of the, the clearly, language. Okay. If we don't know what the appendix does. Okay, go ahead. Okay. The word bonnet means a hat or cap. Yeah. But what other meaning does it have in Britain? It's a butter, blue bonnet. Everything, <laughs> everything tastes better with blue bonnet on it. I no, wait, wait, point. what is, okay. wait, bonnet. Oh, bonnet is the, is the, is a, the end of a gun, like the spear thing of a gun. Ooh, no, that's incorrect. The, it's the hood of a car. Oh, that's, shoot. That's, yeah. I knew that. Yeah, okay. what are you referring to? The, but, Never mind. The, the, I don't nothing. know. Okay. The bayonet. Yes, bayonet. Okay. In season three of the television show Hot in Cleveland, you played Chad, a hand model. What uh-huh. happens when he goes out to dinner with Victoria, played by Wendy Malick? 
Well, what happens? Yeah. Oh, shoot. I don't remember. Gosh, that was so long ago. He's a hand model. I don't remember. <laughs> Jane's trying to give me oh, clues. Yeah. I can't remember. She's motioning. What is it? Jane, you answer it. Uh, didn't she have to feed him? That's correct. Oh, shoot. That's right. That's right. Yes. They go to an Ethiopian restaurant where you eat with your hands. And Chad not wanting to use his hands. Yeah. That was, okay. I didn't get one right. That was That's terrible. Correct. That's you did awful. not get that. You got one point for, for creativity, maybe? Maybe not. Okay. Sure. Um, do you want to do a bonus question here? Why does it not work out between Chad and Victoria at the end of the episode? Oh, be, um, oh God. I don't remember. I remember my, I remember hands, my hands. exit. No, I know. But I remember my exit. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay, Chad doesn't clap, <laughs> and Victoria can't be with someone who will never clap for her. Okay. All right. That's right. That's right. This is a That's tough a round part. for Sean. Okay, Jane, you're up. Oh, God. Okay. Pituitary, thyroid, and prostate. These are all types of what? Milkshakes. Glands. That is correct. They are all glands. Very good. Oh, she okay. gets the hard ones, yeah. <laughs> okay. Eight ball, easy peeler, and clockwork tangerine are all types of British what? Uh, say them again. Eight. Eight ball, easy peeler, and clockwork tangerine. I don't know. I, is I it the snooker? Pool? Oh, okay. Uh, is that is incorrect. Yes, Sean, that's correct. They're all craft beer. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. On the television show Hot in Cleveland, what happens when your character Joy meets her son that she placed for adoption? She shoots him. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> she accidentally shoots him. I remember him. that. That was great. Okay, excellent. You want a bonus question? On season okay. 11 of the television show Frasier, where does your character Daphne deliver her baby? Oh, in a vet's office. That is correct. How yeah. in you the world do you remember all of this? destroyed this, this game. Congratulations, <laughs> Jane. Dr. Jane Leaves. Dr. Yes. Jane Leaves. <laughs> you are now in Dr. Wally's Hall of Fame. Congratulations. Janie, Thank I love you. you. Thank you for being here today. I love please, you too, darling. Please Thank watch so her on much. The Resident. It's such a great show. You're great on it. And uh, and hopefully I get to see you soon in person. Thank you. Bye-bye, Priyanka. Thank Mwah. you so much for sharing your story. It was a pleasure. Thank Bye, you. Bye, honey. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. And scene. That was amazing. Amazing. That was amazing. I yeah. didn't realize she had so much. I know. You know, the thing about the allergies thing, I had a similar situation when I was on stage uh, on Broadway as well, where you get like you have, you know, because those theaters are so old and dusty and whatever. Yeah. And it's just everybody's running around. And uh, you do. It's so mentally. It's so... Uh, scary because yeah in the moment like, i have to sing how and I'm i like know this. So what totally. are you gonna do but anyway yeah. by the way now i know what to do eggs and worcester sauce i know i mean <laughs> who, who would have thought right <laughs> i had a similar thing happen too i was lecturing this was at uc and there were a bunch of snacks being eaten and they were nuts and i remember getting like tightness in the throat and i was like we have to stop so oh, yeah because oh, the nuts because you're allergic yeah. to nuts right, right yeah right. totally so yeah, very, very interesting, but she powered through. The show must go on. The show Whether, must go you, on. You got to just make it work. So Speaking of I must go on, everybody, thank you for listening today. <laughs> Don't worry. Be healthy. Until next time. Bye. Bye. 
Hypochondriactor is a Hazy Mills production hosted by me, Sean Hayes, and Dr. Priyanka Wally. Rebecca Eisenberg and Todd Milliner are our executive producers. Production and editing is by Rabbit Grin Productions. Original music by Scott Eisenogle and Leo Rosner. This is a Hazy Mills production. All content discussed on Hypochondriactor are the individual opinions of Dr. Priyanka Wally and Sean Hayes and should not be construed as personalized medical advice. By listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this podcast as medical advice to treat any medical condition in either yourself or others. Please consult your own physician for any medical issues that you may be having. This entire disclaimer also applies to any guests or contributors to the podcast.